this is Michael Instead, president and co-founder of the Nehemiah Project, and you are listening to the Nehemiah Project podcast, where we replace hopelessness with hope. Well, we're on episode number 27 of our weekly snippets of encouragement. And as usual, I'm here with my pastor, my friend, my ministry partner, Mr. Chad Wiles. Chad, how are you? Doing good, man. Glad to be able to serve in this way. How did the marriage workshop go last night? It went really well last night. We talked about the uh, contrasting views of the world's type of love and marital love of contractual love Mm. versus godly covenant agape love. Agape. What God calls for us to do within marriage, how to love one another, and the fact that he gives his children the capacity to love as he loves, Mm. but that for those who are not in Christ, it's impossible to love like that. Right. And so really that the gospel is the is the foundation and the need for a biblical marriage. That's so. wonderful. Man, I'm so grateful that we're able to provide that to the community yeah. and that the Lord would use us to do that. There was what, like twenty couples that signed up? Yeah. Last night, let's see, there's there's a uh, thirteen couples that are there in person. Yeah. And then I think there's like four that are online wow. watching right now. Wow, 17 people, or 17 couples, rather. Yeah. That's great. So I'm excited to see like that how that grows over time. As we're going to continue to do these. We're, we're, I yeah. think the goal is to do two a year, correct? Right. Yeah. Yeah, because it's 10 weeks, so it takes some time. Yeah, and the, the real heart behind it is, as I was just thinking through our ministry and, the, and the, the way to serve the church and our community, one of the things that Satan attacks first is the family, mm-hmm. the foundation of it. Our world has continued to push away from the mindset and the view of a nuclear family. Mm-hmm. And if you look at any research for mental health issues, that's the beginning of the breakdown. Yeah, People are coming from broken homes, broken families, and different things like that. So yeah. for me, obviously, it's very biblical and God-honoring mm-hmm. uh, to help and talk about marriages. But even in a bigger context, if we can if we can really help people honor God and glorify God in their marriages and how they run their home, it will begin to piece together the societal construct as well. Man, that's so huge. So that's so huge. So that's our hope that over the years, as we do this consistently, mm-hmm. as we just help and serve families, mm-hmm. that here in the North Shore, and if the Lord would allow us to have other Nehemiah projects around that we would begin to see our communities strengthened in the family yeah, and we would see more God-glorifying families. The blessing of the Abrahamic covenant pouring out through his people, man. Man, that's awesome. I'm so excited to see what the Lord's going to do with that. Last thing I want to say to you listeners out there before we get into chapter 27 of Proverbs, we have officially, as of yesterday, reached one year of the Nehemiah Project podcast. And if I had some sort of (laughs) sound effect for clapping and cheering, I would have put it right there. There But um, we just want to say thank you for listening. Um, We have grown our um, listener base. Um, uh, We celebrated over 5,000 downloads uh, on September 20th, which is the official day that we started. Um, And that's obviously all of you guys out there Mm -hmm. listening, you know, and sharing this podcast with people in your sphere of influence and um, we would just say thank you. Um, yes. It's an honor to be able to do this. We're going to continue to do it as long as the Lord will let us do it. Of course, mm-hmm. please continue to share this podcast because we want to educate and encourage people. Yes. Uh, we don't make any money off this podcast. Of course, we would like to at some point, but that'll never be the reason why we do it. Right. It's to do it for the 
glory of God. That's mm-hmm. our primary purpose. And so please share this podcast with all your friends, your business associates, your family members who you think would benefit from it. Subscribe to the podcast so you can never miss an episode. And uh, please continue to listen. Mm-hmm. We'll be here. So without further ado, let's get into chapter 27, shall we, Chad? Let's do it. We're going to read popcorn style. It means I read one verse, Chad reads one verse, and then we'll circle back and do some commentary. Here we go. Proverbs 27 verse 1 says, Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. Let another praise you and not your own mouth, a stranger and not your own lips. A stone is heavy and sand is weighty, but a fool's provocation is heavier than both. Wrath is cruel, anger is overwhelming, but who can stand before jealousy? Better is open rebuke than hidden love. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, profuse are the kisses of an enemy. One who is full loathes honey, but to one who is hungry, everything bitter is sweet. Like a bird that strays from its nest is a man who strays from his home. Oil and perfume make the heart glad, and the, and the sweetness of a friend comes from his earnest counsel. Do not forsake your friend and your father's friend. Do not go to your brother's house in the day of your calamity. Better is a neighbor who is near than a brother who is far away. Be wise, my son, and make your heart glad, that I may answer him who reproaches me. The prudent sees danger and hides himself, but the simple go on and suffer for it. Take a man's garment when he has put on security for a stranger, put up security for a stranger, and hold it in pledge when he puts up security for an adulteress. Whoever blesses his neighbor with a loud voice, rising early in the morning, will be counted as cursing. A continual dripping on a rainy day and a quarrelsome wife are alike. To restrain her is to restrain the wind or to grasp oil in one's right hand. Iron sharpens iron as one man sharpens another. Whoever tends a fig tree will eat its fruit, and he who guards his master will be honored. As in water face reflects face, so the heart of man reflects the man. Sheol and Abaddon, which are terms for the underworld, are never satisfied, and never satisfied are the eyes of man. The crucible is for silver, and the furnace is for the gold, and a man is tested by his praise. Crush a fool in a mortar with a pestle along with crushed grain, yet his folly will not depart from him. Know well the condition of your flocks and give attention to your herds. For riches do not last forever, and does a crown endure to all generations? When the grass is gone and the new growth appears, and the vegetation of the mountain is gathered, the lambs will provide your clothing and the goats the price of a field. There will be enough goat's milk for your food for the food of your household, and maintenance for your girls. All right, that concludes chapter 27. Let's circle back and have some commentary. I think that's a good place to start right there at the end. Yeah. You know, uh, verses 23 through 27, which we just read, to our ears here in 21st century America, mm-hmm. sound very strange. Right. We're like, lambs, mm. shepherds? Unless you're a farmer, you may understand really what they're getting at, but let's just do a little bit of context here. So, Back in ancient Israel, there was something called the year of Jubilee, mm-hmm. which never actually happened according to the biblical record, but it was in the law. And basically every 50 years, all the lands that were owned reverted back to the original owners. The original owners right. were those whom um, God gave the land uh, and dispersed the land amongst the 12 tribes of Israel. And so 
Moses and then Joshua, mm -hmm. these, these men distributed the lands of Canaan uh, to the 12 tribes of Israel according to God's instruction. And every 50 years, no matter who owned the land, mm -hmm. that was supposed to go back to the original owners. Yeah. And so um, here we have, you know, that's kind of in the background. A Jew reading this during, you know, the time of its writing would have understood that intuitively. And so we've got these flocks and these herds and, and we're, we've got this um, – this advice being given to know well the condition and give attention to these herds. Why? Verse 24 says, for riches, i.e. the land, mm. don't, they don't last forever. And a crown, meaning, you know, just using another example, a crown, meaning whoever's governing the society, that person is not going to be alive forever, right? So everything eventually will pass. And so we're being exhorted here to understand the condition of our flocks, right? The flocks were a source of wealth that one would be able to keep. Mm -hmm. Right, they wouldn't have to give the lambs along with the land back to the original owner because those lambs and goats, those they are the property of the person who's the shepherd, right? Mm -hmm. And so, why is that important? Well, if you have to give the land back, but you get to keep the flocks and the herds, well, understand that it's going to take your uh, diligent and consistent stewardship of your flocks in order to reap the long-term benefits of those flocks, right? What could they do with the flocks? They could do a lot of things. They could sell them for mm -hmm. money and transfer that value into something else that would produce for them. They could shear them, make some clothing out of them. They could, if they got hungry, eat them. Mm -hmm. right. Sometimes they needed to go actually use a spotless lamb as a sacrifice to God. There's a lot of things that, that a shepherd could do with these flocks or an owner of the flocks could do with them. But yeah. the point is this, is that God's providence will be God's providence, okay? So in other words, there's nothing that we can really do other than pray to affect the will of God here in time and space. What we can do is be diligent and be consistent with our stewardship. Mm -hmm. And that's a consistent teaching all throughout Proverbs. Yeah, and to your point there, uh, this speaks to a um, a word of, diligence in in terms of like you said you you have to give the land back to the owner mm -hmm. but you can grow your flock on that land but what mm -hmm. does he say there and the goats the price of a field mm -hmm. if you grow your flock you're going to need a field for that flock to live on but that very flock that you've shepherded and stewarded well is the very means by which you get your own field right so that idea of diligence and stewardship uh produces a care for the the person with the flock and i think this speaks to that greater thing of we see like in matthew 6 where where god provides for his people mm -hmm. jesus is saying like he he clothes the birds of the air you know mm -hmm. the dandelions like how much more will he care for you right a lot of times when we pursue the riches that it warns against for riches do not last forever we end up not stewarding the things that are provided and this is speaking to God providing what you need, not yeah. necessarily what you want, right? but what you need. And here, you know, we have this flock that represents a, a work, a diligence, like to care and tend a flock. There's a lot of protecting the flock, mm -hmm. right? There's going to be predators. There's a lot of um, growing and nourishing the flock, mm -hmm. caring for the flock, mm -hmm. all these kind of things in order to have enough Mm -hmm. to do the things that it promises. But right. if you are diligent with the way things work, right, they have babies, the flock grows, yeah, 
And over time, you get a surplus. You you have what you need to care for your family. Um, and so it just speaking to that idea of stewardship, mm-hmm. faithfulness, contentment, right. gratefulness, yeah. humility. This this whole proverb right here in this section is is pointing towards what it looks like to um, to trust the Lord for what He's given. Yeah, you know? yeah. And verse twenty seven is the promise: there will be enough. Right. right, there will be enough. Right, doesn't say riches, doesn't say yeah. prosperity. It says you have enough. And you know, sometimes you might get a surplus. You might get a tremendous profit. It right. just depends on the yield. Right, right. Things ebb and flow. Riches exactly. aren't consistent, but you'll have enough. But you have enough, right? And I love that. It's so applicable to business owners, to mm-hmm. ministry leaders. Right. I mean, think about it. No, really, no matter where you're at in your own family, right? right? Even if you're stewarding the time you spend with your family well, right? right. You have a balance of leisure, of family worship, mm-hmm. of, you know, spending right. just time with your family. Right. I mean, man, family life's going to be pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's going to ebb and flow. Mm-hmm. You're going to have issues. And There's going to be times of doing chores around the house and times of playing games. <laughs> Discipline's going to be there. Discipline's going to be there. Repentance is going to be in, in there. So yeah. the point is this life ebbs and flows, it, it ebbs and flows. Um, things aren't always great all the time, right? But we, we, we still have to be good stewards and diligent. We have to know the conditions mm-hmm. of our flocks. We have to steward these things that God has given us well and then trust God in his providence. Right. Let's jump over to the first section. Let's do it. And, it, and it, this one's all about the idea of pride and pride manifesting itself in so many different ways, right? The not boasting about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Once again, we're not promised anything. The Lord is in right. control of all that. Um, you don't know what the day's going to bring. Let another one praise you. Don't praise yourself. Mm-hmm. That really speaks to our social culture media nowadays. culture right now. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's totally backwards in our culture now. <laughs> Look mean, what I did. Yeah. Look what I did. That's like every rap song ever created. Is oh yeah, <laughs> it's just rapping Sometimes, about how great they are. Can I digress? Sometimes I see social media and the things that people are like posting about. I mean, it's like children. Yeah, it's like my son who cleans his room and says hey dad look what i did yeah. i'm proud of you buddy it's like somebody were posting about boasting about these things that you should just do yeah like you don't need a pat on the back for doing like normal life right right <laughs> you know what i mean yeah or like doing your job yeah you know things like that like, we're searching for praise from men yeah that's really what we're sure. doing we're searching for praise from mankind right for sure. For yeah, we want that that positive reinforcement, right? Right. Like, oh, you're great, man. Like you're you're, you're doing it. And mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that necessarily, but when we idolize that, yeah, it's totally yeah. wrong, for sure. But then let's move on to the the next couple there, Chad, verses five, six, and seven, because we were talking about this before. Mm-hmm. Better is an open rebuke than hidden love. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Profuse, which is the idea of abundance, extravagance right. given freely, flattery. Uh, flattery in this case. Profuse are the kisses of an enemy, and one who loathes honey, uh, or one who is full loathes honey, but to one who is hungry, everything bitter is mm-hmm. sweet. Right. The idea here that's kind of hidden is you'd rather have someone mm-hmm. who that truly cares for you as evidenced by an open rebuke. It tells you honestly. tells you honestly, hey, dude, like you're on the wrong path, right, yeah, or whatever, sure. versus having someone who's just you know, flattering you, right? Mm-hmm. That's the idea of profuse of the kisses of the enemies, right? Mm-hmm. Just freely showering you with, you know, abundant, you know, praise and and uh, flattery. We kind of get a definition from the book of Proverbs 
for this section that we're reading all the way back in chapter five, verses three, four, and five, it says this, for the lips of a forbidden woman, remember that's the adulteress, mm-hmm. drip honey and her speech is smoother than oil. But in the end, she is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death and her steps follow the path to Sheol. And then back in Proverbs 26, verse 24, it says, whoever hates disguises himself with his lips and harbors deceit in his heart. Remember, if someone's flattering you consistently, that does not mean that they respect you, care for you, or like you, right? Mm-hmm. They could be just kissing your rear end, right? Because <laughs> it says whoever hates disguises himself with his lips. But that goes in that ties into that first part. It's different forms of pride. Yeah. You will, when you desire, as you said, the, the flattery of men, mm-hmm. when you desire praise of man, you will entrap yourself and mm-hmm. you will give yourself over to these wicked men, right? right. Where, or women. Or women, where they'll tell you what you want to hear, make you feel great because you're serving something that they want. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as you can't provide what they want any longer. You're out. They'll just toss you aside like piece of trash because mm-hmm. to them you meant nothing right you were a means to an end yeah but a real friend who really cares for you is going to tell you the truth mm-hmm. right that's what it talks about here faithful are the wounds of a friend right and better is an open rebuke than hidden love faithful are the wounds of a friend as you said and then one is who's full lows honey like when these these drippings of the the lips of the prostitute and all these mm-hmm. things the one who is full is satisfied in the lord mm-hmm aren't you're not enticed by these yeah these empty praises yeah right or or sexual promiscuity as Mm -hmm. as it would refer to or yeah all the silly little foolish things you're already satisfied the lord said that he's talking to the woman in john 4 at the well he said if you drink of this water you're never gonna thirst again right if you're satisfied in the lord you don't care about the praise of mm-hmm. men in fact you start to hear those kind of things it, it, it makes you weary because you're mm-hmm. full of the lord you understand what the bible says about extravagant flattery right, right? you're like what's really going on here right. right yeah you know so your eyes are opened to reality right yeah. when you really understand the lord's word and you're satisfied in him right and, and a lot of foolish talk and foolish arguments could just be completely avoided mm-hmm. you know i've had this happen in my life plenty of times when somebody's like, can you believe what this and that uh, on social media? Can you believe? And truth be told, I hadn't even seen it, nor do I care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And they're almost astonished. Like, how are you not outraged? Right. Because it is of little value. It's yeah. silly. I'm Who full. Cares? I'm full. Who cares? Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm full with God. You know? Yeah. And this, this little argument between these celebrities or whatever's going on, you know what? You're not even going to think about that tomorrow. Right. That's the craziest part is you see people so outraged by these momentary things. Not to say there's not some things in the world that we should pray for and care about, but right. there's so many things out there. It's like so and such such and such rapper has a beef with another. Who in the Who world cares? cares? <laughs> right. Like that's not going to change uh, anything that's no. of real value. Um, I, the last, I want to end it here on verse 21. The crucible is for silver and the furnace is for gold and a man is tested by his praise. Mm. Finishing up this idea of just being weary of extravagant flattery, okay? Yeah. If you really enjoy that, yeah. okay, that's testing your heart. That's revealing something about us, right? Mm. If, if, if I'm someone that really enjoys 
just hearing how good I am. Yeah. What does that tell the other people about my heart? Yeah, for sure. I'm about me, right? I'm not about God. Mm-hmm. I'm not about other people. I'm about right. myself, right? The humble, the humble brag. I mean, I... I wasn't really trying, but yeah, yeah you know. <laughs> but thank you, right? So you're tested by your praise. Be aware of of what's going on around you and how it makes you feel, right? Right, and that goes with that verse nineteen. As in water, as in water, face reflects face. So the heart of man reflects a man. Mm-hmm. You cannot hide your heart. You may think you're hiding your heart, mm-hmm. but your actions, your affections, your speech always shows and reflects what's inside it always comes out eventually Mm -hmm. given the right pressure the right circumstance Mm -hmm. it comes out so you can pretend like you're humble all day yeah but true humility will be shown that's right well that's our time for this episode our weekly snippet of encouragement number 27 we are literally four episodes away from being done with the book of proverbs we will have finished 31 weeks of this encouraging little section that we're doing so thank you all for listening and we will talk to you soon bye Thanks for listening to the Nehemiah Project podcast. For more resources about addiction recovery, suicide prevention, and overcoming other life-controlling issues, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram and visit our website, tnproject.org. If you or someone you love is struggling, don't hesitate to reach out to us by calling 985-205-3022.